Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Ask the Dentist. I'm Dr. B. Today we're going to talk about the root of all evil. Uh, that's terrible. The bane of a dentist's existence, perhaps, professionally. Sugar. Processed sugars as opposed to healthy sugars, if there is such a thing. It's good in oral health to always bring up sugar. We probably, I probably don't talk about it enough. It is a problem. It is something new to our diet. If you look at us and our ancestors for the last million, two million years, even longer, it is very new to our diet and it has created a huge shift in our oral health and therefore our systemic health. It has shifted our oral microbiome. There are questions whether we're evolving or disevolving to this new diet. There's lots to talk about with sugar. When I say, you know, the root of all evil, it you can keep coming back to any dysbiosis of the oral microbiome, demineralization, which is i.e. a cavity of the tooth, gum disease, bad breath, most oral issues you can trace back to diet. And of course, the big one is sugar and, you know, what is too much, what's natural, what did our ancestors get away with, and what are we trying to get away with in terms of sugar consumption? What have we done to our sugars? What other issues are contributing to decay, acid attacks from sugar that aren't directly related to sugar, i.e. dry mouth, facial development. Okay, I'm going to stop there, let Chrissy ask her question. Gets me going. I hope everyone's interested in this. But again, you're going to hear a dentist talk about sugar, which seems very trite or banal. But yeah, we need to talk about it. It's an issue and it causes a lot of problems, not just systemically, you know, i.e. diabetes, metabolic syndrome, etc., weight gain, all of that, it has a big impact in oral health and in the mouth. So listen up, Chrissy, great question. Very appreciative that you asked this. And there's some subtleties here that we need to discuss. Hi, it's me again. Thank you once again for all the information and knowledge that you post on your Instagram and on your website. I have another question and it is about what we eat and it's about honey. Are honey and maple syrup considered like a sugar? Do they have the same effect in our teeth? I know you say it's about the frequency of how we eat things, but also does honey and maple syrup, do they affect our oral microbiome the same way as regular sugar or processed sugars? And how about organic sugar cane? and organic sugar. Is that also just as bad? And does that have such repercussions the same way as the processed sugars? I love to make my oatmeal in the mornings with apples. We just went apple picking and I found the recipe with maple syrup and it is so delicious, but I don't want to overdo it because obviously my teeth come first and I love putting honeys in my teas or even having chocolate with honey instead of sugar. So I don't want to make this a habit if it's just as bad as regular sugar or if it's just not good at all. I appreciate your thoughts. Thank you again for all the information you share on Instagram, on your website and for being you. Like, thank you so much. Bye. Thanks, Chrissy. So this really opens up a can of worms. For example, let me just go to one specific aspect of this. If you go to the web, 
and type in honey, health, aspects of honey, oral health, you're going to get inundated with how it reverses cavities and gum disease and how it's good for your mouth. And of course, Manuka honey is better. And, you know, it's still honey. It begins as a nectar. It's a sugary liquid that's released by plants, well, flowers, to entice the bees into pollinating. And that's important for the life cycle of trees, of course, and plants. The bees use an enzyme to change this nectar, which is a complex sugar, into a simple one. But honey is basically fructose and glucose. Yes, it does have some water. It has pollen in it, which can be good. It can desensitize you to a histaminic response. It has magnesium. It has potassium in it. It's 40% fructose, and I think it's a little bit less glucose, 30%, and the rest is just other stuff that is good for you. I mean, there are enzymes in there. There are, you know, there's uh, some carbs, but there are amino acids. There are lots of minerals. There are even some bacteria. Essentially, these are the innards, where it's the digestive product of a bee. There are bioactive compounds, antioxidants, there are vitamins and enzymes in honey if it's not processed, if it's raw, if it's high quality honey, of course. So yeah, that sounds like a health food, but sugar is sugar. I'm going to talk about maple syrup as well. And it doesn't cure gum disease. We would have good studies on that. It doesn't cure decay or reverse decay. Yes, it is good for burns. Pure Manuka honey, I think, has been approved for to heal wounds and kill infections that are MRSA resistant or are that the infection is MRSA. It is a resistant infection to antibiotics. What else? It honey is easy to digest. Again, as I said, trace amounts of vitamins and minerals, and which is not found in refined sugar. But does that make it not a sugar? It's still a sugar. And sugar does produce an acid attack in the mouth. It does make certain bacteria, i.e. the strep mutans, S. mutans bug, makes it very opportunistic, which means that it grows in populations where it shouldn't. And then it can actually create demineralization of tooth structure, which is essentially a cavity. Yes, honey has a lower glycemic index. Then refined sugar, in other words, it gets processed at a slower rate. It doesn't spike your insulin as much. This is how your liver reacts to it. It's because it's a more complex sugar. Its ratio to glucose and fructose is different. But in the mouth, it's a little different. So a lot of these websites will also claim that there's an enzyme in honey, which there is. It's glucose oxidase. And when this mixes with saliva, it produces a, the byproduct is hydrogen peroxide which is a strong antiseptic. This is where you get a lot of this antibacterial talk about how it disinfects your mouth and it's good for gum disease. And again, no studies on this. It must be the bee corporations, uh, that's a joke, that are behind this. And, you know, it's hydrogen peroxide is not good for the mouth. You've heard me say this before. We don't want to disinfect the mouth. This is not good for the oral microbiome. It causes a dysbiosis and actually makes things worse in the mouth. It actually increases your chance of getting a cavity or getting gum disease or having high blood pressure, these kind of things. And we have studies that support that. So this antimicrobial activity, very much like essential oils, it's really doesn't do much, maybe for 10, 15 minutes, fighting some bacteria. It does not reduce the amount of the acid attack. It could be less of an acid attack because it is a more refined sugar. And the strep mutans bug breaks it down slower than 
pure fructose, corn fructose syrup, or sugar, refined sugar. But nonetheless, it still is a cavity-causing product or substance. And, you know, this bacteria that produced the dextran, another claim is that dextran is a component of dental plaque, and it's a polysaccharide. That's how biofilms are made. That's one of the key ingredients of a biofilm. And these bacteria break down this polysaccharide. This is not necessarily a good thing. Again, biofilms are good. We want a biofilm. And a lot of this stuff that I'm talking about isn't really strong enough. So I just wanted to dispel all of that for you. If you come across that and get excited, honey's good for you and, and this and that. Yes, there are some ingredients that are good for you, but when it comes to decay and gum disease and oral health issues, honey is not good for you. Even the best form of honey, although the best form, least processed form of honey would be better than sugar in a candy bar. For sure. I cannot deny that. Now, let's move on to, I'm going to kind of wrap all this up and give you a conclusion as to what are the solutions and what do we do with sugar. Let's first talk about maple syrup. Now, maple syrup has a very unique taste. So does honey. But, you know, maple syrup is great on your pancakes, right? Well, pancakes, white flour, then you put on the sucrose. There's more sucrose in maple syrup than there is in honey. I mean, Again, we're going down this road of leading to metabolic syndrome, systemic issues. And typically, if the glycemic index is high and it's bad for your pancreas and your system that controls insulin in your bloodstream, it's also bad for your mouth because these bacteria are consuming a high glycemic sugar and they go to town with that. And of course, they excrete an acid and this acid dissolves your teeth. It can also, this sugar, any kind of sugar, can also make certain bacteria pathogenic, less commensal. They don't get along with all the other bugs in the body. They become very pathogenic, I mean, deadly. They become so populous because they, they are able to feed specifically on these sugars that they become too numerous and they cause problems. This is a dysbiosis, a disorganization of this natural living organism that's in our mouth and in our guts. It's called the microbiome. So we don't want to feed these bugs in the wrong way. That leads to issues. So maple sugar, unfortunately, has issues as well. Yes, there are some natural versions of maple sugar. This is a sap from a tree. You can get a very healthy version that isn't highly processed, and you're still getting a big sugar hit, even more so than honey. And of course, the processed maple sugars are terrible. They have chemicals in there and other products that are not good for you overall. So, okay. So, Chrissy, you brought up a really good question and you love your oatmeal in the morning. I'm going to rain on your parade here a little bit. I apologize, but I'm going to try and give you solutions. First of all, oatmeal has a highish glycemic index and the bacteria in the mouth love to feed on oatmeal especially if it's instant oatmeal. Steel-cut, very healthy oatmeal, again, is slightly more complex in structure and takes longer to break down by the bacteria, but it is still considered to have a high glycemic index and is not considered to be a very healthy food. Yes, it does have a lot of fiber and minerals in it, etc. But And then you add a sweetener to it, and this just makes it worse. So, again, I'm leading back to what is the best diet for oral health for your teeth and for gum disease. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but unfortunately for some, it is the paleo diet. So the best breakfast would be bacon and eggs. If you're a vegetarian, 
that's unfortunately not going to happen. But the high protein, high fat breakfast, if you do eat breakfast or no breakfast at all is also good. That gives the oral microbiome in the mouth a chance to reset itself so that there's a great advantage to fasting, intermittently fasting to the oral microbiome as well as there is to the rest of the body for autophagy and mitochondrial numbers and size and all that. So you really have to modify your behavior. If you want to have a 100% clean checkup at the dentist, no cavities, no gum disease, no deep pockets, no bleeding upon provocation, and you want to really impress your dentist and your hygienist, which some of us do, right? I'm not saying everyone does, but that's always a nice goal to have in mind because it benefits you. Good oral health leads to good systemic health, vice versa, of course. They're all interconnected. But you know, if you want that, you have to make some big decisions. And that means staying away from processed foods, processed sugars and grains and eating a paleo diet. Now, there are some healthy versions of honey out there. I'll put honey into a cup of tea occasionally if I have a sore throat, but I won't have honey every day. I stay away from maple syrup. I stay away from any sugar. My rule of thumb is in a processed food or a food that is packaged, hopefully it's not too processed, is three grams of sugar or less per serving. That's hard to do. In fact, if it comes in a bag, chances are it will not have that little uh, amount of sugar because it's processed. That's the definition of process. They add a lot of stuff that we really don't need. So to answer your question, the answer is stay away from honey, maple syrup, any sugar in the morning at any time during the day. Keep your sugar intake as low as possible. I love what you said about frequency. You've been listening to what I've said. Yes, when it comes to the likelihood of getting a cavity, it's any, and you want to sweet, eat it all at once, down it real quickly, swish with some water, chew on a hydroxyapatite lozenge, don't brush your teeth for a good 30 minutes. This goes for a sweet drink, sweet beverage as well, like a soda, which has not only high amounts of sugar in it, but it's also very acidic. These are both things that are very damaging to tooth enamel. You know, don't sit there and sip it all day while you're at work. Down it real quickly if you have to have it. Of course, for some, that ruins the enjoyment of the beverage or the food. Snacking is something that we like to do in our modern times because we can do it. Our ancestors didn't have that luxury. They couldn't snack. They had to really work hard for each meal. And they typically probably only had time to eat one big meal a day. If they saw something on the side of the trail as they were walking along, maybe they grabbed it and chewed on it. But it didn't come out of a bag and it wasn't processed. So it didn't disrupt the oral microbiome. So again, I hate to spoil it for you, but I look at bacon eggs. I have an oral microbiome omelet recipe on our website. I'll include that in the show notes that can be quite satisfying. It stabilizes your blood sugar levels. It doesn't spike your blood sugar levels. It's satiating and it has things in it that actually feed and nourish the bacteria in a good way. In other words, all the bacteria can eat that food. They eat it slowly. They consume it. They don't produce any acids and none of and no one specific bacteria becomes pathogenic, numerous, overpopulated to the point where it, it bullies out all the other bacteria and whatever feature that bacteria has, like strep mutans, produces a lot of acid and breaks down, you know, tooth enamel, then, you know, that's allowed to happen. 
again, all these bacteria work together to keep themselves in balance. They keep themselves in check, even the bad ones. It's really an interesting phenomena how this works. We're filled with lots of bad bacteria and viruses and yeast cells and things that are very virulent. There are the bug that create causes ulcers in the stomach. It's in the mouth, the E. pylori. There's the diphtheria bug, which causes lung disease and kills a lot of the elderly. These are all present in our bodies right now. But if everything is commensal, I keep using that word, I apologize. In other words, if all the bugs are getting along and keeping each other in check, and not one bug is becoming too powerful, then it all seems to work. You know, kind of compare communism to capitalism. Capitalism isn't perfect. Yeah, there are a few strong bugs that rise to the top, create a lot of havoc. But look at communism. It's one bug that rules them all and all the other bugs are suffering. And as a whole, the organism usually goes down. Bad analogy, best I could do at the time. But this is where sugar comes in. It disrupts everything and causes a lot of trouble. So, sorry about that, Chrissy. I would stay away from oatmeal. I would stay away from any sugar. Don't listen to all the claims about honey, other than maybe some wound management applications. And, you know, if you want to have a little honey or something sweet, occasionally, I'm not against that. For me, it was very difficult for me to give up sugar. I can talk about that in another episode and how I did that about 15 years ago. But I don't now... I mean, after all that time, I actually don't like sweet products. If all I taste is sweetness and not the food itself, the bitterness, the complexity of it, or whatever native flavors it has, then I don't like it. I find it very distasteful. And I think that is a natural human state. That's where we should all be. But if we're craving sugar and that's all we taste, and you know, the more sugar you eat, the more sugar you crave and want, this is a cycle that essentially will lead to terrible oral health, expensive dental bills, and a lot of time in the dental chair. So I hope that, well, I think you know where I stand on that. And I hate being a dentist ranting on dissing sugar. It, it seems so trite and predictable, but I hope I gave you enough background where this is a problem. And of course, there are systemic issues with ingesting sugar, and, and I didn't even get into that. Sugar really causes a lot of problems in our society, a lot of disease, a lot of chronic diseases, early deaths. It blunts that life curve. In other words, we tend to suffer in our later years due to being obese, overweight, high blood pressure, and of course, diabetes, which is very common in our country. And it's very clear the countries that have most of the processed sugars are the ones that are suffering. So as it is for that, for the body, it's the same for the mouth. Sorry for that bit of bad news, but as I said earlier in the podcast, it's important as a dentist that we always bring this up, that we talk about it. We've known about this for a long time. Now with the oral microbiome, we know more about how it intervenes, how sugar is bad for it, and how it upsets the whole balance, this beautiful balance in the mouth that even without brushing, just by eating the right foods, we can have perfect oral health to our dying days. So anyway, that's it for sugar. I think most people are tired about hearing a dentist rant on sugar, but I just had to get that off my chest. And again, no problems asking that question, Chrissy. It's an important question. We should be discussing this often with our patients and giving them good health and nutrition counseling. There you have it. So in conclusion, there really are no shortcuts. As you said, Chrissy, your teeth come first. If you actually want to do that, you're going to have to make some big lifestyle changes. Uh, again, eating as few meals as possible, uh, eliminating sugar altogether, 
Occasionally, if you have the willpower and you're with friends and you want to have a little snack, that's fine. Our bodies are able to tolerate that. Our teeth are able to tolerate that. But really, find a way to enjoy things. I mean, we enjoy my Achilles heel when I was a young man, baked goods, cookies, cheesecakes, you know, anything like that. That's how I grew up. And that's where I got my cavities from. As soon as I gave that up, never got a cavity again. I've measured my oral microbiome. It's all great. It's that simple. And I don't want to make it complicated for everyone, but find something that you enjoy. Start weaning yourself off of sugars and find a replacement. I've heard a lot of people say that bacon is a great replacement for sugary things. Sounds weird, doesn't it? But those sugar taste buds, after they've been inundated with fat and the fat taste buds take over, there are ways to desensitize your need to to taste sugar every day. So find a way. Again, that's a topic for another episode. I've worked with people on doing that. I've done it for myself and family members. And it's not that difficult to do if you know what you're doing. And it really has incredible ramifications for oral health as well as systemic health. So again, thanks so much for that question, Chrissy. I hope I didn't ruin your day. And oh, just to quickly mention, it's always important to mention honey, no honey for the infants. I would keep honey away from your infants two years and younger because they don't have the immunity yet to botulism spore that causes botulism. So just thought I'd add that in there in case anyone's forgotten. Of course, uh, that's pretty well known by now. But Again, honey is not a health product in any way or form when it comes to teeth. Maple syrup isn't either. If you're going to have any of those, make sure it's as unprocessed product as possible. And again, as Chrissy said, thank you for remembering that. I love it when the message is getting through. If you're going to have sugar, have it all at once. Don't have it over through the day. That will increase your chance of getting a cavity or having a dysbiosis of the oral microbiome. So if you have questions like this, anything, sugar, or, you know, hopefully you like the answer. In this case, I'm not so sure. Go to speakpipe.com slash ask the dentist, and I will give you an honest, truthful answer, no matter how bad it hurts. But in the long run, the beauty of it is that you'll have great oral health and systemic health for that matter. If you want to read about sugar, we've written about it a lot on our website. Go to askthedentist.com, our website. And if you have any other questions, reach out to me. There's an email address on that page as well. And if your dentist isn't discussing these things with you, or let's say you do get a lot of cavities and now you're thinking, oh my God, obviously it's my diet. Why wasn't my dentist telling me this? Well, you have to find a functionally minded dentist. So we have a directory of functionally minded dentists. We've got about 120. 60 now. Go to askthedentist.com slash directory and you'll find dentists there that are skilled and motivated to explain to you what is the root cause of getting a cavity, getting gum disease, and or having poor oral health. And a lot of it is diet. And when it comes to diet, a lot of it is any kind of sugar, certainly the more processed sugars, but any kind of sugar can contribute to that. Remember, our ancestors... You know, every once in a while, they'd find a beehive. Every once in a while, they'd find a tree with dates on it, figs, that kind of thing. But it wasn't a processed sugar, and it wasn't something that they did often. They were eating a lot of meat and fat and seeds and nuts and tubers eventually, depending on what time period we're talking about. And a lot of these foods were not – well, 
none of the foods were processed. So if you think that way, you're going to feel better overall. Sorry about the bad news, Chrissy. If you want to have oatmeal, have it on special occasions and put in some raw honey, perhaps, or just have the oatmeal on its own and savor the taste of the oatmeal. Again, thanks so much for listening. Hope this was helpful. And I really appreciate your patronage and listening to me rant about things like sugar. Again, it'll be a while before I do this again. I just feel very, I feel a little uncomfortable as a dentist talking about sugar because it's kind of what's expected. And, but I hope I gave you some more context, more than usual. And when I get more facts on the situation, I will rant again. Thanks again. See you soon. Stay safe. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a dentist, doctor, or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified medical practitioner. If you're looking for a functional dental care provider, you can visit askthedentist.com directory and search our Find a Dentist database. It's important that you have someone in your corner who's trained, is a licensed healthcare practitioner, and can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health.